What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey folks, we'll start the show in just a second. But first, I wanted to give you the latest news about Bill Press. Bill no longer does his progressive morning show, but that doesn't mean he's going away. No way. He's out now with a great new podcast, The Bill Press Pod, dropped twice a week. Check out The Bill Press Pod for Bill's interviews with some of the country's leading progressives, all roasting Donald Trump, plus his lively end-of-the-week roundtable with three of Washington's top political reporters commenting on the latest craziness from the White House, Congress, and the 2020 Democratic primary. For years, Bill Press has been one of the leading progressive voices in the country, so I'm glad he's still out there on the left, stronger than ever. Just go to wherever you get your podcasts, Search for The Bill Press Pod, click on subscribe, and you're in for a true progressive experience on The Bill Press Pod. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is The Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. This is pitiful. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. What a hype. Sounded like they used to mean something in this town. They used to pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites, all of you. You got a problem with what I'm saying, Larry? Untie your tongue and you come out here and talk, huh? Am I upsetting you, princess? You know, you want a prediction about the weather. You're asking the wrong film. I'll give you a, a winter prediction. It's gonna be cold. It's going to be gray, and it's going to last you for the rest of your life. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. Can you tell I'm in a bit of a mood today? We're all Bill Murray today. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, May 5, 2020. And yes, I know on Thursday I said Tuesday, but last Thursday was Thursday. And today is Tuesday. And this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1,202 of the Trump crisis, 183 days until the 2020 presidential election. Oh, and look, sitting right over there from Buzz Burbank News and comment BuzzBurbank.com. It's my good friend, Buzz. Hi. That, that, that was a grim forecast. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to need parkas. Uh, I'm in that mood. Yeah, I know. I'll be ready for you. He's Bob. I'm Buzz. And we are the only FDA-approved disinfectant for your ears. 
Hey, what do you what do you say? What do you say after the show today? We we all leave our homes to protest not being able to leave our homes. Perfect stupid, sense to me. Stupid. You are in a mood, aren't you? Yeah, I think uh, so. Well, I, I think we now know, uh, we now understand, uh, once and for all, how to wipe out the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is develop herd immunity. It <laughs> <laughs> you know, works for them. Right. Uh, here's today's Bob Seska Show tip for do-it-yourself haircuts. Great. All right. A lot of, a lot of people are doing those, you know. It's, it's actually the tip is the same as the oath that doctors take, uh, and that is, first, do no harm. <laughs> Too late. Bob's, I'm sorry. Bob's, yeah, I know. I'm in that club. <laughs> and, and if you're not laughing, just remember, these jokes are the reason there's a skip button on your phone. <laughs> like 15 seconds ahead. Dude. That's what it does. But you're going to want to stick around for this. Uh, Bob and I, and, and correct me if, if I'm saying anything, if speaking out of school here, Bob, but Bob and I were both crushed, just, just crushed when we heard this. Uh, <laughs> Trump feels he's treated worse than Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. So to cheer him up, we got him theater tickets. Oh, man. Okay, you can send all your mail to Buzz Burbank. I'm going to play this one again. This is Rocky Mountain Mike, and it's classic, right? There comes a time when we need to go bowling, when our hair has just got to be cut. <laughs> there are people dying, and we just don't give a shit. Oh, and it's time to get out there and bitch. day by day that we can't live without NASCAR We are all having sex within our family That explains why we're in the streets We are the turfs We are the skeeters The skeeters We are the ones who vote Unfortunately, there's a choice we're making. We're risking all your lives. It's true, we're just a bunch of vectors. Just wait and see. <laughs> right. Rocky oh, yeah. on Mike and Mary oh, yeah. Arbor. Yeah, he went there. In, right. in, incest, you bet. He went there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we are the derps. We are the skeeters. And holy shit, they're going to kill us all. Uh, but there yeah. is there is some good news here at the top of the show, Buzz. Uh, there I'm, is. I'm happy to report that mm-hmm. I am sitting on a supply of toilet paper that ought to last for uh, a really good long while. TP for my bunghole. Now, lots of TP for my bunghole. Lots of TP. Let's see if we can do this. Let me see if I can bring up some game show music. I want to see if you can guess how much toilet paper I was actually able to buy. Okay. All right. All right. So we got... <laughs> See if you can come up with a number. How much? How many rolls of toilet paper do you think I have sitting here right next to me in a big pile? First of all, if you're sitting on it, you're not using it right. <laughs> but I'm gonna say I, I feel I have a premonition about this. I'm okay. gonna say I'm gonna say 42. Higher. Oh no! <laughs> More. In in one package? Was it? 
Did it come in a box? Did a guy did a guy use a dolly to bring it up to your door? It's they're in a box. I'll give you this clue. They're in a box, and each uh, roll is individually wrapped in some form of tissue paper. Oh yeah. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with that. That and and you know it also uh, will smooth out fine woods. You know, it, it's very. It has just enough texture. To polish your furniture. Give me for my bunghole. <laughs> oh my! And it is two yeah. ply. I'm, I'm proud to announce that it oh, is two ply. See, so that's the now, good news. Here, here's the deal: we were limited at the store today to, uh, and when I say we, I mean it's not me. <laughs> but we we were limited today to one package, and it was a package of four rolls. Uh, and and yes, it's one ply. Oh no! I'm sorry. So you can sand all of your fine woods. I I yes, might not be exactly. able to get away with that. We're all but. we're all in the same. We're all gonna be tougher down there for this yeah well here's the actual the actual <laughs> retail price the actual number of toilet paper rolls that i was able to purchase online okay. uh-huh. miraculously yes 60 i now have 60 rolls of toilet paper i am good for the apocalypse Give me part of my all right yeah. that's a yeah it's amazing you should be set you know uh i'm gonna have to you know double rolls. fold mine but do you think? Uh, do you think that's too many? I, I mean, I'm beginning to think that I overbought. Did I overbuy? Maybe. I, I I don't know. You know, if there's ever a Trump monument, it should be an empty <laughs> tube of toilet paper. <laughs> yes, on a stick with a little on flag on the top. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! Yes, well, it's partly <laughs> about getting enough to last for a long, long time because yeah. I, I get the sense right now, in all seriousness, that this crisis is never going to freaking end. Yeah, I'm never, I'm never going out again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you may be forced to. Well, I, actually, I don't know because what no. they're doing now is they're saying to people that if you if you refuse to go back to your job and get the coronavirus at your job. Right. Uh, you could lose your unemployment benefits. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, and this is so. I, I, this is where the left, you know, the the the, the most progressive among us, uh, certainly have a point, and that is yeah. this. This is to benefit the man. This is to benefit corporate America. Uh, you go back to work and risk your life. Here's the deal: you go back to work and risk your life in unsafe conditions, whether you want to or not. It will take away your unemployment. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you feel uh, scared of that. Meanwhile, we're going to give uh, lawsuit protection uh, to your employer so you can't sue him or her for making you work in such dangerous conditions that resulted in your illness or death. The context for all of this, uh, as we know, Buzz, is uh, is really the last 24 hours of news in which we've heard all of these brand new projections for the death toll inside oh, yeah. the United States, right. which is, is absolutely catastrophic. I mean, what we're talking about from the CDC, we're talking about uh, a new 9-11 Every day. Now, yes. w- were there additional parameters to this? Are we talking about over the course of a month, or are we talking about by, up through August, or what's the uh, timeline? By, by June 1st. Uh, we've got uh, two uh, new projections out. Uh, one is the one that the White House has been using all along until this week, and this prediction came out. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the reason the number is now higher, the reason the projection is much higher in both of these studies, in both of these projections, yeah. is because social distancing has been relaxed in what 38 states 38 of the 50 states so far have have let down their guards and you know we've seen this movie before in 1918 it's all scratchy and jumpy and then black and white but we have seen this movie before and uh this the same thing the the two pandemics are so 
alike so far, and there's every reason to think that they're going to remain the same with all the same ups and downs and problems and stupidities uh, that we saw back then that we're seeing again now. Uh, and this is all in this rush to, to get things open again in a belief, not just by the president and, and not just by business leaders, but now ill-informed people in the streets yeah. who believe that it is more important to get the economy going again than it is to save lives. However, as we pointed out last week, this is a minority of the people. Pardon me for spewing, mm -hmm. but this is a minority of the people. Uh, the latest polls also out within the last uh, uh, 24 hours reflect that the vast majority of the American people, 70% are against the opening of most businesses. Yeah, that's the sane and rational opinion to have in all of this, where on the other hand, Trump's not backing away. I mean, there's nothing that can happen at this point right. that's going to make Trump about he face and turn around. No, no, no absolutely not. The crazy ship has sailed. There's, he's committed. Yeah, exactly. And he, sh and he should be committed. 45%. This is the amazing part about all of this is that 45% of American voters are completely on board with whatever he says, no matter how destructive and no matter how many of that 45% of uh, people turning out in protest, going back to work, doing all the stupid shit, are either going to get the coronavirus or they're going to die from the coronavirus. I mean, what are we I, talking I, about? 10 to 20% of that group, if they... Uh, are, are as foolish as we think they are, as foolish as I, they are behaving right now? I don't know if that's if it's going to play out that way. The, the fact of the matter is, while uh, they may lose some of their people in the streets and, and storming the capitals, uh, we, we're losing many more, I think, in the African-American community yeah. uh, whose vote upon which we depend, as usual, for this upcoming presidential election. And uh, so I, I think there will be losses on both sides. Which side will lose the most? It's hard to say. Uh, it's uh, This virus is like the Justin Amash of politics. You don't know how much, or, or the other way around, uh, you don't know how much uh, that particular phenomenon is going to affect one side or the other. Well, I mean, on Monday, um, one of the most cited forecasting models for COVID-19, for yes. the death toll specifically, uh, issued by the Institute for Health Metrics and evaluation at the University of Washington. It uh, revised upward its death toll from 72,000 Americans to 135,000. That's just That's one by, of these. by yeah. June 1st. By right? They're June looking 1st. at this. This is the date that they project those numbers for. And part of this is due to the premature relaxation of social distancing. I mean, that was stated That's, by one of the actual developers of the model. Meanwhile, right. the Penn Wharton budget model projects an additional 233,000 deaths or around 350,000 total deaths in the United United States if all the states were to entirely drop restrictions and as you said we're talking about what 35 states what's the total number of states that are rolling back their uh, stay at home I've, orders I've at this seen point. I've seen I've seen I've seen 37 I've seen 38 so it's right in there 37 38 states out of the 50 states so yeah it's a substantial portion now again uh, keep in mind with that uh, more dire projection of the one you just gave from Wharton uh, keep in mind that's only if all states dropped all restrictions. Yeah. So that would be a worst, worst, worst case scenario. The the answer may lie in between those two projections. 
or the first projection may be right. It's yeah. uh, uh, the the uh, I can't remember the name of the medical statistics team. Yeah, University, University of Washington. Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, they, they they have been consistently reliable, trustworthy. They've doubled their projection for exactly the reason that you stated because we've opened too many things up too early, yep. and that's going to increase the number of deaths, and that's why that number uh, keeps going up and up and up, and uh, we. There, there's so much, you know, and mostly it's a failure of testing, I, I think, more than anything else. Uh, this didn't have to happen. This doesn't have to happen. Nope. It's not, the, the danger, honestly, is not in reopening. The danger is in reopening without test results. Yeah. <laughs> He's, and, and, yeah, and yeah. you're never going to convince him that that's the case because he thinks right, we're doing all but, kinds of tests, or at least he wants people to believe that we're doing all kinds of testing. It, I mean, there, there's a, a level it, of exploitation here. It's, it, the president is exploiting people's inability to grasp what the truth of this uh, entire crisis is all about. People are getting all kinds of information, and none of it's accurate, so he thinks that he's going to set the agenda as far as what is well, fact and what is fiction, and it's he's, uh, he's, the opposite. He's, he's in for a surprise, and, yeah, and the answer yeah. is coming out coming out of the sewer. Right. Uh, yeah, if, you yeah. caught, if you caught Rachel Maddow last night, this is a big deal, and I was a little mad at her for reporting it before I could tease it on your show today. <laughs> Honestly, Damn her. <laughs> uh, this this is a, a huge development. As it turns out, this technology has been used for decades to track viruses. You you take a sample of sewer water from a given city or a given neighborhood, a given town, and you uh, by measuring the the virus dies in the sewer. Uh, as most any most most things would, <laughs> yeah. but 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 its DNA remains, and they can they can trace and they can track and count that DNA, and and the more evidence of virus there is in that sewage, uh, the more cases there will be in that community. It can even be used to predict upsurges. Uh, and, and outbreaks in, in a given area. It's a way of monitoring. And that kind of information, uh, we may never get everybody tested, but everybody uses the toilet. We, you know, it, it, Trump obviously isn't going to do the testing. The states are scrambling, but they can't cover it all. Not everybody's going to get tested. It, it, this is a way of testing everybody at once uh, with one test tube uh, now and then in, in various sewers. Uh, yeah. that, that makes it pretty easy. And that could... Uh, that could really give us some some more genuine answers on how many cases there are in a given place at a given time. Yeah, that was my old job, testing the sewers. <laughs> in the sewers with a beaker. Yeah, lots of fun. And, and, and then you moved down in the world and got into radio. <laughs> That's exactly fucking right. But, I mean, here, I'm trying to figure out what what is uh, the president's approach to how he's squaring the reopening of the economy with the rising death toll. And the death toll is rising. I mean, if you look at the death uh, chart at Financial Times, the graph is actually moving up slightly at the end. It's kind of peaked for the United States, and at the very end of that arc, it's kind of sloping upwards now, which is not good. So how is he squaring these things? Well, I think the president is continuing to look at this as a form of warfare. And I really believe that that war metaphor from the very beginning was a gigantic mistake. Uh, I understand kind of the philosophical wisdom behind it. If you get people on war footing, they tend to take it more seriously. But right. the problem is now Donald Trump thinks that he is the commander in chief in this war. 
And what is the commander-in-chief's responsibility in war? To send people out to die. In most cases, we're talking about soldiers. But in this case, I think Donald Trump considers, and he's actually said, he said uh, during Chopper Talk today, that the American people are warriors. He's defining the American people as warriors in this war. And in war, the commander-in-chief sends warriors to die. And that's how Donald Trump is seeing his role in this. This is how Donald Trump is seeing your role in this. And I'm pointing at you in general, all of you listening in. We are the uh, the bullet blockers in this Donald Trump war against the virus. And that is the demented framing. That is the demented context of how Donald Trump is uh, handling all of this. And it's warped, it's sick, it's twisted, and it's completely disillusioning. I mean, I, I, I'm just baffled, utterly baffled, other than to kind of frame it in that military commander-in-chief kind of approach to it. Hmm. I'm baffled by the vast dumbness I continue to be, and I shouldn't be. I mean, this should be no surprise to any of us who have been following the Trump crisis from the beginning that these people, these goddamn red hat cultists, have spent the last uh, three, four, or five years now following this guy, this Mm -hmm. clown-faced buffoon, into, you talk about sewers, I mean, that's where Donald Trump resides, in the sewers of the political discourse. And they have followed him through all of these different tragedies, through all of the various disasters, and now they're willing to step out and be the bullet blockers. They're willing to step out and be on the front lines because, because they think they're invincible. They don't think that they're going to get it. In fact, a good many of them, Buzz, believe that it's not even real, that it's just a gigantic hoax. You can't ever break through that. So there's nothing that any of us can do to say, you're killing yourselves, you're going to these protests, and we're going to talk about some of these protests here coming up, some of the reopening, the premature reopenings and so on. They are stepping out into the light of day, and they are not just killing themselves or potentially killing themselves, but they are endangering the lives of the people who have no uh, skin in this game as far as bucking the stay-at-home orders or going to the protests. They are taking the virus home and giving it to their maybe right. Joe Biden-supporting wives or their maybe Bernie Sanders-supporting husbands, and they're all getting it, or their uh, non-political grandparents or whoever. They're transferring this virus to the people who have nothing to do with Donald Trump, have no Sometimes. stake in the game, yeah. And so that is uh, one of the many dangers to all of this. Essentially, what's going on for all of us who are sick and tired of being at home, for all of us who are sitting now on a, on a box of 60 rolls of toilet paper because this is never going to fucking end. Not how you use it. Give me for my bungalow. But here's the thing. I, I get the sense right now, and my frame of mind right now is exactly the Bill Murray frame of mind in, in Groundhog Day in that one scene. I am yeah. in that mode right now where I feel like this is never going to end and they're never going to let it end. Obviously, okay. it will right. eventually end, but the fact is it feels like right now that this is just going to be the new normal because all of these fucking idiots, every time we make a little bit of progress, they're going to go running for the town squares and running for the state houses and their firearms and their cosplay with their pretending to want to be a dress-em-up military guy, dress-em-up soldiers. Every time this happens, it's just going to resurge again. I mean, we, Fauci's talking about one big surge coming up with like a second big surge. It's going to be surge after surge after surge if this keeps Could happening. Be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, indeed. Let me, okay. I actually Sorry. I was, 
<laughs> that, no. was a, that was a bit there, of a that was a, Well, I, I had one myself. <laughs> I uh, I kept notes on on uh, the things you said that, that had an effect on me one way or another. Yeah. And and, and uh, basically, uh, let me start at the bottom and say we we agree that the skies uh, look gray and, and it appears they will remain gray for a very long time. I, I have good news and bad news about how this ends. Okay. The good, the good news is it will end. Yes. Uh, the the bad news is it could have ended so much better than the way it's being done now. Right. So uh, uh, I think as in the pandemic of 1918, within a couple of years or so, I've heard worse projections, of course, but uh, I think uh, the worst of this will be over in a, in a, a year or two uh, away from now. Uh, you know, so uh, there is an end to it, just as the 1918 pandemic faded out for a number of reasons. Uh, this one will fade as well. The bad news is we're we're getting there the dumbest, uh, most deadly possible way. Uh, you mentioned uh, the warriors to whom Trump refers. Yes, um, yes. I think uh, when he says warriors, I uh, to me that uh, makes me think of the protesters to open the country that that pursue his end because his real motivation here is not so much that he wants to be a war general, but simply I think that he puts lives over dollars. And uh, these protesters are a tool he can use to uh, help make that happen. Uh, they, it gives him the illusion of uh, public support uh, for what he's doing. And as for a, a president, as for as a president, uh, I see a guy who's running for re-election, and he will always deflect. How's he, how's he going to navigate this, you asked? Uh, by doing what he always does, and that is deflect. No matter how bad the numbers get, no matter how high the bodies pile, uh, he's always going to deflect onto, oh, but look at the good we've done. Look at look at the lives we say. Look at they said it could have been two million. Look at the way they, we've done a great job here. And and we all know it's bullshit, but he keeps saying it, and the people who support him uh, continue to believe it, and they will never change either. I don't think. That it's forty five percent, forty five percent, especially in light of this pandemic. I I see numbers that say seventy percent of the people disagree with uh, Trump's push to reopen the country, and this is a very emotional subject. And if seven out of ten Americans have taken that stand, uh, he's in a minority corner there. Uh, yeah. No matter how how much he tries to inflate himself and his supporters. Uh, he's in a minority, and and on this, which I think will be the issue of the the November third election, uh, he's in a corner on this, and and uh, he's vastly outnumbered. No many, no matter how many warriors he has. The yeah. scary thing I want to say about the the protesters, just as a tease, is that uh, the danger of uh, this is a tiny radical minority financed by right wing conservative donors is actually fired up regular people. And that is and was, it was and is and remains the danger. Well, I, I feel like really the end game in all of this is going to be January 20, 2021. Yeah. On inauguration day, we're going to, that's the day that we could potentially turn a corner on all of this because Donald Trump will no longer be president. Hopefully don't get happy. Mm -hmm. See, to me, that's the only eventuality that changes the trajectory of right. all of this because right. otherwise that, that, it's just, yeah, yeah. that, that or help. a vaccine, right? It's either a new president uh, uh, or a vaccine or both. And Hopefully there may, it'll be and both. There 
and, and there may never be a vaccine and there may yeah. never be herd immunity, much less herd immunity. And I'd like to talk about that today as well. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about herd immunity right, in good. terms of the uh, is this, there's this mentality. What? That, that the more people go out and get it, then they're going to be uh, yeah, uh, immune and, to it. And then therefore. But I, again, the cost of it is just amazing. Exactly. To me. So you, exactly. And, and first of all. Uh, we don't know that any human has developed an immunity to this, and we don't know how long-lasting that immunity is. If it isn't long-lasting, it is of no value yeah, uh, yeah. To, to anyone. Uh, and we don't know, so we can't possibly know that there will be herd immunity. Uh, there are many viruses, uh, coronavirus. Uh, let's take the common cold, a couple of strains of the common cold. I think there are a hundred or, or more. Uh, the strains of the common cold, we've over decades and centuries, we've not found a, a cure for that. No, nope. we've not found a disease for that coronavirus. There is no assurance, no scientific evidence that there will be, uh, you know, immunity or a vaccine for this. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, there's, uh, it's just a stupid idea to me to be pushing this so-called herd immunity uh, concept and it's even being done by a few epidemiologists in addition to uh, certain conservative Republican uh, uh, commentators and po politicians. I, I mean, wh why are they couching this in some sort of pseudo scientific to idea? justify to justify sending people back to work and reopening business because of the because business of the commerce? Yeah, yeah. The man, the man, the corporations—they got to have their money. They got to they got to get rolling again, and uh, they're willing. They are willing to sacrifice lives uh, to, to make that happen. And if they are willing, Donald Trump is willing to. That's right. And because Donald Trump is focused almost exclusively on re-election. And if herd immunity yep, gets yep, them yep. there, fine. The crazy thing about this, I mean, once again, in the context of herd immunity, there's this other crazy aspect, which is that... It's almost like, you know, when the Republicans scream whenever there's a, uh, you know, some sort of gun control measure issued by a state legislature or something like that. It's great. Oh, my God, you're taking our guns away. But then when you, you, you someone tries to walk in with a firearm into a uh, uh, the CPAC uh, convention or something like that. Oh, oh, we're not allowed to have guns at the CPAC convention. Likewise, Donald Trump is talking about, you know, sending the warriors back out. Right. So he can get reelected. Get, get everybody right. back out. Get back everybody back to work. So the economy will recover, et cetera, et cetera. And then at the same time, we see him like we saw him on uh, Fox News the other night at that town hall, bastardizing the Lincoln Memorial, by the way, and also yes. looking like tiny Trump with the forced perspective. I yes, noticed that almost right away. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the reason there was forced perspective in that shot, in the wide shot where you see Brett Baer and Martha McCallum, and then on the other side, Donald Trump looking right. teeny tiny, little tiny Trump. Um, right. The thing is, is the reason that was forced perspective is because they were social distancing. Donald, yes, Donald yeah. Trump is making sure that everyone he comes into contact with has been tested for coronavirus. This guy right. is okay with sending all of his supporters out here. All the Red Hats can go out with their firearms and scream in the faces of law enforcement while all packed into tiny spaces all together giving each other coronavirus. But when it comes to their leader, their commander-in-chief, he's hiding because he knows what this really does. And he knows he doesn't want to get it, whether it means death for him or whether it means some irreparable lung damage or blood clots or whatever goes along with people who survive it. He and Pence have both bragged about the fact that they get regularly uh, tested, yeah. as does everyone who enters the White House grounds. Uh, is that something they should be saying to a, a population 
that can't get tested at all <laughs> even once. And, and uh, you know, just a, a, a mild hats off to Congress, Republicans and Democrats, agreeing to forego the offer of tests in order to continue their work because they didn't feel, uh, neither side felt it was fair to the American people for them to get tested while the public and people who needed it more, like uh, healthcare workers, uh, go without. I mean, really, can we sit here and bask in this for a second? And the reality that the president is sending the American people, American citizens, out yeah. to die in die the face of the, die, die for, for him. And it's yeah. really about him because we talk about the economy, but ultimately the economy in Trump's mind is the thing that propels him to reelection. And if the economy is doing shitty, then his chances of reelection, because the economy is the only thing that was propping him up. The Obama economy stabilized Donald Trump yeah. through all kinds of fuckery throughout the past three, four years. But you take that away and then suddenly his reelection chances. His support have compared him to Jesus, and yeah. and I'm just thinking like the movie trailer for that. Jesus is back, and this time everybody else gets crucified. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. On that note, on that note, let's uh, let's talk about clean phone here. Now more than ever, we're all thinking about our hygiene. Of course, we're washing our hands, sneezing into our arms, trying not to touch our faces. What about your cell phone, though? It's a gigantic carrier of germs. It's loaded with germs. It's maybe some studies have shown it's filthier than your toilet. Phones are a vector for disease, and we rarely clean them. We're constantly touching our phones with our hands and even pressing them right up against our face. It's time to take cleaning your phone seriously. The Clean Phone Pro sanitizer uses medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.99% of all bacteria that comes in contact with your phone. Better than wipes, safe for your device, the Clean Phone Pro gets every inch of your phone clean with nine high-power UVC lights. There's a dedicated wireless charging pad on top of the chamber. You can be sanitizing other items while wirelessly charging your phone or just use the Clean Phone Pro as your go-to charging station anytime. A fully removable top means easier fit for more items and larger items. Do not try to put the Clean Phone Pro in your lungs. The UV light will not work on your lungs. That's a bad idea. Go to thecleanphone.com today and get one for just $89 and free shipping when you use the code SEXYLIBERAL. If you're serious about hygiene, it's time to get serious about cleaning your phone. Go to thecleanphone.com and keep your phone truly clean. Remember, use the code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word, for two-day free shipping, and it'll ship immediately. That's thecleanphone.com thecleanphone.com Anybody quarantining with kids? I have friends who are. Oh. With library schools and bookstores closed, Literati has you covered with something truly unique. This subscription book club for kids was founded by two women, two amazing women, to make it easy to find interesting books delivered straight to your doorstep. That's awesome. No more scrolling online trying to find that perfect book for your child or give as a gift. Parents are running out of ideas in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, they are. Literati does all the work for you. Each Literati box contains five books based on a theme with exclusive original art and a personalized note to your child. These are going to Travis's nephews and my ex's newborn. If zero to 12, man, Literati knows at-home deliveries are so important in the weeks ahead to meet your need for attention-grabbing educational materials. Reading books as a family creates a sense of adventure and bonding. And with their curated selection, only keep your favorites, send back the rest for free. For a limited time, go to literati.com slash Stephanie. 25% off your first two orders. This is their best offer available anywhere. To get it, you have to go to L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I dot com slash Stephanie. 25% off your first two orders. Literati.com slash Stephanie. Terms and conditions apply. The Bob Seska Show. Second date, second mate. I never really heard that phrase. I 
single from Alexia Chomby. This is called Second Date. Link in the description on the podcast page at bobsuska.com. Just find the uh, page for this show. Scroll on down and click the link for Alexia Chomby and buy this single because it's sexy. awesome. Yeah. Oh, sexy, what? if yes. if I may say so, it's sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, bobsuska.com slash music if you want to uh, submit your music to the show. Thank you for doing that in advance. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you saw this tape of the uh, governor of West Virginia, Jim Justice. Yeah, I think he accidentally said fuck. <laughs> I think he accidentally no, said fucking during his uh, televised reopen address. Of course, he's, uh, you know, he's just like Trump. All the Trump copycat governors are trying to well, uh, uh, follow Trump's lead and reopen prematurely. There's only one way to know, Bob. Let's hear Jim Let's Justice hear say fucking. Remain at home, but no longer orders them to stay at home. Again, I encourage all businesses that are allowed to open to do so only if they can follow the guidelines <laughs> to keep West Virginia safe. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can follow pretty- the guidelines. I'm pretty good at this. I that wasn't a stumble. That wasn't anything else. He said the word. He did intentionally say the word. Let's let's see if we can hear that again, just for yeah. uh, measure here. If they can follow the guidelines to keep West Virginia safe, yeah, there's no question in my mind. I mean, if I if I thought it was borderline, I would tell you. If I thought it was sketchy, you know, I'd tell you. Nope, that's what he said. He said that's fucking. what he said. And you know yeah. what? When I get to play tapes like that, I'm so glad this is a podcast. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love yeah, radio. I love being on radio. I love the live feel of it, the excitement of being on live radio. Sure. Anything might happen. But when it's in the context but, of a podcast, you get to play tapes like that, completely uncensored. To me, I mean, and radio is always considered an intimate medium. Yes. Uh, and, and I think podcasting is even more intimate. So the trade-off there is, I think, a more intimate relationship with our audience. Yes, that's right. In fact, we're, none of us are wearing pants. That's how intimate we are. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the rule for the show. Meanwhile, uh, speaking of not wearing pants, oh my God, I can't believe I made this segue. Chris Christie... <laughs> Thanks to you, Bob, none of us will be able to get that image out of our minds. That's right. I know you're thinking of Chris Christie in that baseball uniform when you think about I'm, Chris Christie yeah, not wearing yeah. pants. And I'm thinking about the game Operation. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking about. Well, he says, I mean, again, we're not. Chris Christie is no fan of Donald Trump, or at least he isn't now. But he, he said that Americans must accept reopening the country despite COVID-19 death projections. He said, yeah. there are going to be deaths. Oh, really? You think? You think the uh, close to 70,000 deaths so far hasn't told us that little bit of information, Mr. Christie? See, this is such a false argument all the way around. We're wasting our energy arguing over this if we don't have testing. That's right. Only when we have testing can we make an intelligent decision how to safely 
and where to safely reopen, uh, then there would be no debate about this at all. Uh, that's why I, I really hope the sewer test works out because we're never going to have widespread testing. Otherwise, that's a way to get that job done, pardon mm-hmm. the expression, and and be able to know which areas can open and which which can't. Uh, and, and I'm hearing more of this, Bob, and I think I'm even starting to hear a little bit of it from the left is, look, we've, we've been locked down long enough. We've got to get the economy back going. This could go on for years. So there's no sense waiting around for it. Let's just dive in. And and again, a lot of people leaning on this herd immunity business, which is absolute crap. There is no evidence that anyone has any immunity to this and that it's long lasting immunity. And there's no evidence that it could or would become herd immunity. And it won't become herd immunity, even if it were going to. It won't do so for another year and a half to two years once uh, 70% of the population has developed this immunity. And if we just sit back and wait for that to happen, people say we can't sit back and wait for a vaccine. Well, we can't sit back and wait for herd immunity either, because in either event, we're going to lose hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands more people. You know, this isn't something fun that we're doing. This isn't being done for shits and giggles, the stay at home orders and the self-isolation and all the rest of it, the social distancing. This is a requirement right now to stop this fucking plague. And from a health standpoint. Yeah, yeah. and so I don't know why, you know, you see, it's not just people in uh, in Trump states, not just red hats going out and protesting. We're seeing uh, presumably some liberals, as you said, going out and uh, hanging out in uh, Central Park and all gathering together in these public spaces uh, all across the country. We see, I'm, I'm sure they're uh, mostly conservatives, but, you know, you go to Huntington Beach in uh, Orange County, which is predominantly a conservative uh, place in Southern California, and people are turning out and protesting there and standing around in the streets and going to the beaches. I, I mean, again, they're acting as if this is just something it's, that's optional. That something is, oh, well, you know, we can just, ah, uh, this, this has been fun to stay at home and make little zoom videos of ourselves but now it's time to get back outside because the weather's nice again and so why the fuck not again this isn't something that we're just we're not self-isolating just so we can have a, a a following on periscope that's not the point of this the point of this is to stop the virus so that we can safely return to our jobs and to our outside lives that's the whole point of this but this is being completely missed i, I just am I, amazed I, I by know, the dumb fuckery i know that you came into today's show with sort of a hopelessness about uh <laughs> where things are heading and I'll I'll tell you where I agree with you on that and that is uh, our loss of our loss of credibility in science and all of our institutions really uh, uh, in our government in our media and in oh my god worst of all science uh, so many uh, people so many Americans and people around the world for that matter just don't believe in science anymore and we're, if that happens, I mean, it has happened. So in that sense, we are screwed because unless somebody can figure out how to undo that, education is a start. That will take decades. Uh, and unless somebody can figure out how to make science fun and sexy and believable again, uh, that's what we need because we've lost that. Uh, it's it's this loss of a grip on reality yeah. that we've actually been talking about for some time now. But I'll tell you also that this is a, a far more emotional argument. Uh, and masks in particular seem to be the real masks are fighting words in this country. Uh, you know, I, I will, you, 
you will not put a mask on me is sort of the position of a lot of Americans. <laughs> you will not order me to. And, and for some reason, that's where the line is drawn. Uh, also, the reason we have a whiny baby president is because we have a whiny baby population. You talk about uh, entitlement and people yeah. feeling entitled. That's what this is about. People feel they're entitled to get back outdoors. Never mind the facts. Never mind the science. Never mind the danger. Never mind the death of grandma. Uh, we want to go back outside again. And I understand the weather's beautiful. I understand you're tired of being cooped up. We all are. But that's no reason to let go of reason. That's no reason to stop using your head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, they're putting themselves in danger of this. I mean, again, is it this, uh, I don't know, childish sense held yes. over that, you know, oh, we're just, we're immune. It'll never happen to us. And look at that guy over there. He doesn't look like he has it, so he's not going to give it to me. You kind of think that way when you're a teenager, especially Here. when you're sleeping with all kinds of people. You know, like, well, oh, they, uh, she doesn't look like she has herpes. I mean, why? Right. I can tell you by can, her face. She doesn't can, have sure. it. Sure, you can, you can tell. You yeah, can tell. that's right. You can always yeah. tell. What, can, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> exactly. So... Why not fuck everyone you want without a condom? I mean, it's the here, same thing. We're, we're telling ghost stories here, basically. We're, we're trying to scare each other with things that are going on. Uh, here's part of the problem, too, is this claim that uh, you're taking away my liberty. I mean, I've had this debate with someone, uh, several people, actually, of uh, their, their liberties, their constitutional rights to free speech and free assembly are being violated mm -hmm. uh, by these by these shutdown orders, most of which have expired now anyway. Yeah. Uh, but but that's been the claim, and that's a, that's a false claim because as I was uh, proselytizing on social media this week, uh, an American's rights extend up to the point that their words and deeds infringe upon the rights of others. Yes. That's that's how we've generally played the game in this country. Mm -hmm. And and uh, these folks, these demonstrators and the people throwing uh, whiny baby fits to reopen the country uh, have taken the position that, no, my rights are unlimited. I, I know I, I had this uh, unpleasant discussion with my father. He was, uh, he was grumbling about a, a headline in the newspaper in San Francisco. They had uh, outlawed uh, the business of stores, denying service to people who didn't have credit cards. And I tried to explain to him that that was discriminatory, that, that it prevented people who needed to shop there or wanted mm -hmm. to shop there from shopping there. And, and my dad argued the, the conservative or libertarian view that, uh, well, that's if it's your store, you get to make the rules. That's your right as an American. And, and my argument is, no, your rights uh, extend up until the point that they infringe upon the rights of someone else. And that's, that's where we disagree. Yeah. But it's this sort of liberty versus death uh, argument that we're having in this country now. Is people, and, and I've been accused of, oh, so you're willing to give up your liberty uh, you know, to for this for 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 a lockdown, uh, they don't they don't bother to save for hundreds of thousands of lives. Well, I mean, look, ultimately, us in our homes with a thousand channels and Netflix and all the rest of it, and our you know our kitchens with abundant food and everything, our liberties aren't really being taken away. What we're doing is we're protecting our own lives by adhering to these rules. And ultimately, if you want to go outside and you want to get the coronavirus, you can. It's it's exactly. a foolish, fucking stupid thing to do. Reference my lame joke at the beginning of the show. Yeah. They, they, they marched out of their homes to protest the fact that they were not allowed to leave their homes. If you stop and think about that, they, 
they nobody's taken away their right to speak or assemble. No, we, we've we've but but we have to draw the line at allowing them to contaminate and kill more people. That's right. So I mean, I mentioned Chris Christie earlier. Fox and Friends this morning was yes. just nonstop yeah. attack on social distancing measures and endless demands to reopen right, the economy. Right. Ocean City, right. Maryland, Mayor Rick Meehan is doing his best. Uh, mayor from Jaws impression sign an order that'll reopen the town's <laughs> beaches and boardwalk on Saturday, according to multiple reports that's a big fucking mistake and i assure you it's gonna be more than just red he's, hats turning out at the ocean city boardwalk he, he's arguing it was a boating accident <laughs> that's right meanwhile yeah. protesters taking to the streets outside of the massachusetts state house calling for the governor to reopen the state protesting the stay-at-home advisory some also appear to be protesting the mask mandate that takes effect on wednesday but, I mean, again, the thing that, that's being missed in all of this is that the battleground states are next. The states where a lot of yes. these places, these uh, protests and so on. Are, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all happening in those places. And they're going to see a, be... a spike in that. And, you know, it's interesting. I wonder if Donald Trump will suddenly give a shit. <laughs> I wonder if they, when the red states I, start uh, succumbing to this to a certain I, extent. No, I, th- I think, you know, you were asking about that earlier in, in the show. And, and I think, no, he's going to, no matter how bad it gets, yeah. stick stick to your story. Mm-hmm. Stick to the story that everything's fine, that we're doing a great job, and this is all going to be over with soon. And he's going to be saying that the day before the election. I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, but as you've just pointed out correctly, uh, the most cases now are appearing in the heart of Trump country. Yeah, they're yep. appearing in in places where he has the most support, and uh, the highest rates of death now are, as you said, in swing states and red states in rural parts of America. Uh, the cities still have uh, gazillion cases between them, but but the real growth right now and the increasing. Uh, overwhelming of funeral homes is occurring in the South and the Midwest Yeah, uh, more now than it was in the Northeast and on the West Coast. I've got some breaking news from the New York Times here. We're going to take a short break, and when we come oh. back, i got to talk about this uh, this story. This is coming from the uh, the White House, and this is not good. And none of it's good. <laughs> There's yeah, never any good news other than my uh, hitting the mother load of toilet paper. That was the only good news for me this week. Uh, back with more show right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. I'd break the law to be with you 
This is recording artist Tim Kniest. A song called Life of Crime. Really like this song. It's a reminds me of a bit of uh, some of Robert Plant's solo work. I don't know why. I, I can't nice. pinpoint a specific Robert Plant song that this sounds like, but I could I could totally hear Robert Plant singing this too. Wonderful music. BobSeska.com slash music. We had a new indie music countdown on Sunday. Make sure to support that and all of the recording artists that we played throughout the month of April. All played uh, in full and uh, all in a row on the Indie Music Countdown this past weekend. Great uh, show. Yeah, you can find it at bobseska.com, also at uh, wherever you get your podcasts under the Bob Seska Show moniker. Okay, here's the uh, here's the breaking news. Go for uh, it. You tell it while I, while I post it. Okay, so the Trump administration uh, is telling members of the Corona Task Force, the Coronavirus Task Force, that the White House plans to wind down the operation and it's not clear whether uh, any other group might replace it. So it looks like they're going to get rid of the coronavirus task force in the White House, which is... Oh, uh, does, this, does this mean uh, Fauci's now free to testify? That'd be great. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. He's going to testify on the Senate side because Donald Trump apparently thinks there are no Democrats on the Senate side. Uh, uh-huh. But, <laughs> but there's only one, I think, one more Republican than there are Democrats on that panel. So it's, it's going yeah. to be a, interesting to watch Fauci field those questions and, and see how well he does. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, some Republicans had some pointed questions as well. But, yeah, there will be Democratic questions. That's how the hearing works. Yeah. So there will be clips uh, for the news, provided the hearings are open, and I assume they would be. Yeah. Uh, but if, Fauci, if, if Fauci's out of a job, I, I doubt that he is. But uh, if, if he's off the task force, uh, maybe he'd be free, uh, freer uh, to, to speak more freely. And also, I don't know if you heard the sound. It was about uh, uh, pretty close to between midnight and 1 a.m. last night. There was a loud, <laughs> booming sound that came from the White House, and it kind of rung out. I could hear it way up here uh, where I live, and it was actually Donald Trump shitting his pants. It was the sound of Trump literally shitting his pants when he finally saw the Lincoln Project ad, the brand new one. Oh, uh, yeah. Called Morning I, in America with an O-U in, the, in there. Yes. Uh, if yeah, you I haven't heard it. it. If you haven't heard it, here's the uh, here's the audio portion of the new Lincoln Project ad, Morning in America. There's morning in America. Today, more than 60,000 Americans have died from a deadly virus Donald Trump ignored. With the economy in shambles, more than 26 million Americans are out of work. The worst economy in decades. Trump bailed out Wall Street, but not Main Street. This afternoon... Millions of Americans will apply for unemployment. And with their savings run out, many are giving up hope. Millions worry that a loved one won't survive COVID-19. There's mourning in America. And under the leadership of Donald Trump, our country is weaker and sicker and poorer. And now, Americans are asking, if we have another four years like this, will there even be an America? Paid for by the Lincoln Project, which is responsible for the content of this advertisement. <laughs> Sorry, nice. I caught off there nice. a little bit. But, yeah, that's uh, the Lincoln Project, probably written by Rick Wilson and some others. I know uh, <laughs> Tom Nichols is right. part of that group. Molly Jong-Fast is part of that group. It's mostly Never Trumpers, minus uh, Molly Jong-Fast. But uh, also uh, John Weaver is in there, too. Interesting uh, take on the old Reagan spot. And, of course, Donald Trump is shitting his pants over this thing. Boy, he took a gigantic crap all over the place when he saw this and started tweeting uh, four different. It was a four 
uh, tweet thread here that he posted. What time? What what time was this again? This was what, uh, one o'clock in the morning again. Twelve forty six a.m. Last Close night. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, at least the second night this week he's been up tweeting at the quarter of one. So. A group of rhino Republicans who failed badly 12 years ago, then again eight years ago, then got badly beaten by me, a political first-timer four years ago, have copied, no imagination, the concept of an ad from Ronald Reagan, Morning in America, doing everything possible to get even for all their many failures. You see, these loser types don't care about 252 new federal judges, two great Supreme Court justices, blah, 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 Second Amendment, biggest ever, yada, 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 because they don't know how to win, and they're so-called Lincoln Project is a disgrace to honest Abe. I don't know what Kellyanne did to her deranged loser of a husband, Moonface. Oh he's calling. He's calling. Uh, what's his name? Con- uh, uh, Kellyanne's George. husband, a Moonface. George, George Conway. Thank you. Yeah. A-, a Moonface. That's interesting. But it must have been really bad. John Weaver lost big for Kasich to me. Crazed Rick Wilson lost for Evan McMuffin McMullen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Steve Schmidt and Reed Galvin lost for John McCain. Romney's campaign manager, question mark, lost big to O. And Jennifer Horn got thrown out of the New Hampshire Republican Party. They're all losers, but Abe Lincoln, Republican, is all smiles. That's. Uh, I hope that history reflects the childish, the yeah, childishness yeah, of this. Yeah. I hope that history reflects the childishness of this. And I hope he's the last one to behave like it. Because, I mean, my yeah, concern yeah. all along from the very beginning is I now know, he's created this new floor. He's created a new, he's broken through several rock well, layers in the. <laughs> in they're, the they're out. They're, they're definitely out there and they will be for a while, but they'll fade. And, you know, somebody like him will resurface again one day. <clears throat> But I think uh, I, I think it'll be a while. I like to think it'll be a while yeah. before we see the likes of him again. Well, and you know, I've been saying for some time now that they like to frame him. In fact, there was a uh, a clip from Sebastian Gorka's radio show a couple of weeks ago, in which he was talking <laughs> about how manly Donald Trump is, how much of an alpha male he is, and it's shocking to hear that only because. He's the least manliest man I've ever seen on uh, in the in public view. I mean, Donald Trump is whiny, childish. He's very uh, much. He's got him. that little teeny tiny, uh, frail ego, and always crying in public. It's an amazing thing to observe from a, a public from a president. My God, much less anyone else. I, I, you know, I wasn't exactly focused there. I was thinking the whole time about the idea of Sebastian Gorka having a radio show. <laughs> Does he he have jingles, Sebastian Gorka? (laughs) That's right. Yes, he does 10 in a row and donkey basketball. All of it. Uh, Meanwhile, the United States, as if uh, things aren't bad enough, the United States will not participate in a World Health Organization global vaccine initiative. It's it's probably best. We'll only embarrass ourselves. (laughs) That's right. We maybe we should stop turning up to these things. This is yeah. I think lay low. Yeah, I think really yeah. just maybe they'll forget what bastards we've been. Remember that scene in Sixteen Candles where there's those two parents and they're trying to shove their little boy, their teenage boy, into the dance and he doesn't want to go. I want to stay home with you guys. That should be <laughs> the United States from now on. Anytime there's like a G8 summit or something like that. Yeah. They should just keep us out. As long as we've got a little whiny diaper baby as our president, maybe we shouldn't be seen in public. You know, it's, it's 
Europeans, for example, they they do love Americans and the American ideal, and they they, they love the citizens, except they, and they hate our government. They hate our president for for certain. There's no question about yeah. that. But they they have some empathy for us, and yet they also know that we're the idiots who elected this guy, and yeah. so they even look at us askew. Uh, I you know we're we're our image right now is just awful, and. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that may be the least of our problems, but uh, certainly add it to the list. Well, and, and just to, to add here, right at the very end, I'm sure uh, you saw. I'm, I'm sure you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. I'm sure you noticed Mike Pompeo on one of the Sunday shows this past weekend yeah. saying, "Oh yeah, I totally believe that the coronavirus was manufactured in the Wuhan lab." And then is it really because your ODNI said no? It was certainly came from right. animals. That's how it started. Australia says no. Europe says no. Everybody says no. Just just Trump and and you know and again it's to help Trump get reelected, make China the bad guy, yep. equate or associate Joe Biden with China. Mm. Job done. And then Pompeo goes, well, yes, of course I agree with that assessment. I, of course I agree that it came from animals. Uh -huh. So he doesn't know which end is up. That's Mike Pompeo. That's our Secretary of State. He's basically our prime minister, and he doesn't know what the hell it is. He doesn't know how this started or where it came from. He's just going by whatever Donald Trump says, which changes from minute to minute to minute. I don't know why. Well, I don't know how all the red hats don't have some sort of bizarre whiplash injury from the neck snapping changes in the message from the White they, House. They have very, they have very rubbery necks. <laughs> Say, listen, I, I know the, the post-mortem show is coming up, and if you think about it, that's sort of a grim title for a segment. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I have I have something grim to put into that grim segment that uh, I think you ought to know. Oh, boy, I can't wait. That is the post-mortem show. That is on our Patreon page, what happens when we're done talking right here on this show once this music is done playing. We keep on talking, and then we make that its own show. It is called the post-mortem show. It's available for $5 a month at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show or just bobseskashow.com. Either way, it'll get you there. Sign up for $5 a month. You get the two post-mortem shows every Tuesday and Thursday every week. And if you sign up for $10, you get the uh, two post-mortem shows plus the Friday after party. If you sign up for $15, you get what's called the ultimate edition of this show. It's the free shows, but without commercials, and then linked seamlessly with the post-mortem show at the end. So you get all, you get the whole thing in one big and, chunk. Yeah. And all, and all of the post-mortem show's secrets. <laughs> exactly right. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and Comment is every Thursday. It's the best hour of news you're going to hear all week. BuzzBurbank.com, RealmNetwork.com, everywhere you get your podcast. Buzz Burbank News and Comment. Be there, why don't you? Thank you. Okay. Uh, that's it for the show. <laughs> that's it for this show today. I'm done bitching until the post-mortem show starts. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Herd immunity, my ass. <laughs>